is good. He's God already good. in this house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you, Kat and team, for the praise and worship. God's already moving. There's already been a change. Who already feels different? A few of you. A few of you. Okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> God is good. So, go find me notes. Got book full. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> okay. A prayer for mothers. I love Mother's Day. So grateful. So thankful. For our own mothers, for the children that I've born. But do you know it can be one of the loneliest days of the year for some people? As they remember, as they suffer loss. And I found this prayer on Instagram yesterday. Peter Gregg wrote it. Just, let's just take a moment as I just speak these words. Lord, for mothers today, we pray joy. For orphans, comfort. For not yet mothers, hope. For single mothers, grace. For the lonely, a family. May there be moments of comfort and hope today for the mothers of prodigals, for the mothers who've lost children, for mothers who don't know where their children are, especially today for the mothers of Ukraine whose hearts are surely break breaking. May the embrace of grace displace shame for mothers who are in prison for mothers who feel they've failed, for mothers who can't be with their children, and for mothers trying to forget a termination. May those who never held their own child, for whom today may be sadder than it is happy, may they know the love and joy of parenting in the family of God. And this is where our comfort comes from. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 66 and verse 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I, says God, comfort you. And you will be comforted. Amen. He's our hope. He's our strength. He's the one today that makes the difference in our lives. I know it, you know it, from experience. Our God is a comforting God. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And you will be comforted. Not you might be. Yeah, you will be comforted. I want to tell you, if you know God, then you know his comfort yeah. in every situation. Yeah. Yeah. If you know God, you understand that only he can come to the places no one else can reach in yeah. our hearts. Yeah. He's the God of all comfort. Yeah? yeah? yeah. He's the God of all comfort. And that's my prayer today for every one of you. Those on screen. Yeah? That you will know the comfort of the living God. Amen? He is our comforter. Say it back to me this morning. He's comforting me. Even today, he's my comforter. Whatever I'm walking in, this is for the men as well. We will include you. The, he is my God of comfort, my God of peace. Yeah, amen. There's many not in today because it's Mother's Day and they've got plans and they're doing things. But those of you who've come, you're, you're in the right place. You're in a good place this morning. God is good. Amen? And so... I don't know if you've heard of a lady called Christine Kane, but she um, <coughs> heads up the A21. Um, it's a human trafficking organization, and her and her hubby are the founders. <coughs> and I read this um, the other day, something that she said. 
I've decided at my age, and she's not my age, she's younger, I think she's already 50. I've decided at my age and stage in life, <coughs> I'm going to keep on pressing on to lay a hold of all that which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of for me. I'm going to stay full of faith. I'm going to stay full of hope. That's you and me, Dan. I'm going to stay full of love. I'm going to say, good, Terry. I'm going to stay full of joy. And I'm going to keep believing God. Is that just me? I'm finished yet. I'm going to keep expecting him to do what he said he would do. And I'm going to keep asking him to do the impossible. That's a few of us. I'm anticipating more salvations, more signs, more wonders, more yeah. miracles. Yeah. I'm not stopping. Amen. <coughs> oh, I've got a tickle. <coughs> I'm not settling. Excuse me. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Already very interesting. <coughs> and I haven't really stopped. No. <coughs> no, you carry on, darling. Mm. Do you know, before I came to the meeting Wednesday night, <laughs> I nearly got knocked out, literally. I got very clever with the makeup today, and I've hidden it. But I walked into the door, and I know the saying, stars before your eyes now. I haven't had a cough. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm coughing. You know, I want to tell you, I'm not focusing on the one who I know tries to bring me down to knock me out, I'm focusing on the one who's a God of miracles. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. And I said on Wednesday night that we've got to become the message. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. This message. Yeah. It's got to be in us. Yeah. We have got to so believe this word of God yeah. that it becomes so ingrained in our hearts, so much in our minds that we become the message. Yeah. 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 Right, it's easy that, isn't it? <laughs> We've got to become the message. Yeah. Nemi nose is running. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to know that, did you? But you know me. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay, I'm not stopping. I'm not settling. I'm not getting cynical. Yeah? I'm not getting bitter. I'm not succumbing to doubt. I'm not succumbing to fear. I'm not succumbing to negativity, murmuring, grumbling, or complaining. I started in faith, and I'm finishing in faith. And my word this morning is, he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. You should be out of your seats now. You should be lifting your hands to heaven. He who promised is faithful. Do you know, I'm going to expand this a bit more and I'm going to take us places, but I got a sermon just on the first bit, he. He. If you unpack he, yeah, it will revolutionize your life. He. He. Who's he? Not him, not him, but he, our God. Amen. Am I allowed to move around now with all this tech stuff? It's all right, is it? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, all right. I'm all right. All right. I can go back there, can I? <laughs> he. Let us hold. It says in Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Yeah? Yeah, you've got to do this today. I, I don't want to do all the preaching. I want you giving it back to me. Wow, what a night we had on Wednesday night. The battle belongs to the Lord. I've had message after message after message after message of breakthroughs. God came in power. He gave somebody clear direction who had been struggling with something big time. He set somebody free from something that they've been struggling with for a long time. Yeah? I want to tell you, there were messages coming through. There were other situations. There was another situation that actually the person came for prayer, didn't especially think, 
I need something for now, two days later was put into something that they needed to know the battle belonged to the Lord. Yeah? Raise your hand if you had something on Sunday night that you, yeah, 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 and you're not, yeah, the, 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 God was moving in this house. I want to tell you, every time we meet, there is the expectation that the miraculous can happen. Yeah? Yeah? I want to tell you, God is greater than whatever. Whatever you are walking through, whatever you are working through, God is the answer. I've seen him move. I want to tell you, Jesus is the greatest promise ever given to a sin-stained world. God said it would happen, but the miracle didn't come to pass easily or overnight. On this faith journey, we've got to be intentional. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to guard our ears. We've got to guard our minds. Yeah? Yeah? We've got to be intentional. Yeah? Otherwise, we will get affected by the atmosphere that's around us, which isn't the God atmosphere. Yeah? Yeah? We've got to be intentional in our believing. Too many of us are trying to fit in with the world when we've been called to stand out. Yeah? I got a testimony this week, and I'm believing for a good outcome. My hairdresser was going um, to have surgery on Thursday, and um, she had a... Oh, it was horrible. I I thought she's going to show me in a minute what she's going to have done, and it was on her ear, and I knew it was coming. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to look at it in a minute. And sure enough, she said, do you want to see it? No, I don't want to see it. Anyway, it was horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And they were expecting to have to remove part of her ear. It was a really big procedure. And I said to her, I'm going to pray with you. I didn't pray there and then. I should have. I actually told myself off going home. I should have done it there, but I prayed anyway. And I really did pray for her on Wednesday morning. She sent me a message. With um, She'd only just got back home. Wendy, she said, um, they decided not to do the full... Um, you know, removing part of the ear and all the rest. They only just took the actual thing away and not the whole, what they were going to do. I know that was God. I know God came. I know he came. And, he, and she knew. Because she messaged me straight away. And I want to tell you what Rob said earlier. You know, be praying for people in the street. Be saying, I'm going to pray for you. But then follow it through. Do it. Do it. And see God move. I'm excited because I'm believing it's going to be good, the outcome. We must know the he who promised. Yeah? That is God, our promising God. I'm going to read something that I found out a bit of a clear out yesterday, and I got so excited when I found this. Now, you're going to have to get excited, all right? All right? You're not allowed to sit quiet. I'm just going to read this. I think I've read it once before, a while ago, maybe in a prayer meeting, but it's about he. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and he is the manager of all times. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, never undone. He was bruised and he brought healing. Amen. Come on, get excited. This is he I'm talking about, not me. He. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced. And his pain, we watched it go this morning in Jesus' name. You were in agony. And it went. He eased pain, didn't he? Here in the house. Amen. And he eased pain. He was persecuted. And he brought freedom. He was dead and he brought life. He was raised. Yes. And brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The can't understand him. The enemies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him. And the leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The new age can't replace him. And Satan can't explain him away. Come on. Are you okay till about next week for me to preach all of this? He, 
longevity and Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging. And his mind is on me and on you. Amen. I am finished yet. He's my redeemer. He's my savior. He's my guide. He's my peace. He's my joy. He's my comfort. He is my Lord. And he rules my life. Amen. Amen. He'll never leave me. Never forsake me. He will never mislead me. Never forget me. He'll never overlook me and never, ever cancel my appointment in his appointment book. Amen. When I fall, he lifts me up. When I fail, he forgives me. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I'm lost, he is the way. When I'm afraid, he is my courage. When I stumble, he steadies me. When I'm broken, he mends me. When I'm blind, he leads me. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I face trials, he is with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I face loss... He provides for me. When I faith, he will carry me home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, and in every way. He is God. He is faithful. I am his and he is mine. I'm ready for abundance. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With my hands lifted up. Sing it with me. And my mouth filled with praise With a heart of thanksgiving I will bless you, O Lord I will bless you, O Lord I will bless you, O Lord With a heart of Thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. Let's sing it again. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He is with us. His grace is upon us. And every blessing, every blessing is ours. God is faithful to all his promises. He cannot fail. He cannot deceive. He is wise and foreknowing. And he does not forget his word. I want to tell you now is not the day to give up. 
Don't give up. Don't give up. In a world that's given up, in a world that's in crisis, don't give up. Don't give up. He is able to perform his word. He is faithful. And that's why we can hold fast to the confession. And I'm going to break these few verses. We could go home now, really, because we've just thought about he. But you see, you've got to know who he is. If you want to see God move, if you want to see him raise up a supernatural generation, if you want to see him come through on your behalf, you've got to know your God. You have to know him. Because you see, and I'm probably going to say this a few times, disappointment and despair live alongside the promises. There is pain. And there is unanswered questions. But I want to tell you, you cannot cannot touch the miraculous unless you've addressed the unknown. You cannot touch it. You've got to address the unknown, the answers that you don't get, that you don't understand, all the whys and all the wherefores. You've got to be able to face that before you can touch the miracles. You've got to know him. You've got to know who he is. Yeah, that all your hope is in him, that all your trust is in him. Because it's within unanswered questions and an unknown future. And it's through personal heartache that the miraculous has a place to grow. But we want the miracles. But do we want to give them a place to grow? Because I want to tell you, you've got to understand heartache. You've got to understand disappointment, not in an understanding. You've got to understand that that will come. Because that's the journey. That's the journey. I wish it wasn't. We cannot touch the miraculous without addressing the unknown. We've got to choose to believe him in spite of fear, in spite of things not working out in the way that we thought and the time that, that, that we thought. You see, it's within unanswered questions and an unknown future. And that personal heartache that the miraculous grows. Don't shy away from pain. But rather embrace a promise. And the promised one in the pain. Yeah? Because there will be tears. We want the end result and we jump for joy and we praise God and we thank him. And we're over the moon. But you and I don't see necessarily in one another the journey. And the journey is meant to challenge us. It's meant to stretch us. It's so that we will know him. Yeah? Yeah? And guess what? You'll find out a little bit more about yourself on the way and realize actually sometimes I said I was in faith but actually I wasn't I said I believed but I didn't not really yeah it's designed that Jesus will change us in the journey it says in Hebrews can't find Hebrews now. Lost that, you see. I'm not doing very well today, am I? <laughs> it says in Hebrews chapter 10, that verse that um, I've been reading, I've been saying, and I just want us to break it down because I think if you understand it this morning, it will help you. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. You see, what 
is required to hold fast to the promise is consistency and perseverance. And it ain't a popular word today because we want everything quick. Yeah? They tell me it's like training for a marathon. I've got to say they tell me because I've never done one. Or lifting weights, and I've never done that either. But it's about... It's as much about our determination and our persistence and our consistency before our God. And it says that in here, hold fast the confession. You see, within the promises you are believing for lies the greatness of God's blessing and goodness. Don't give up. Don't give up. It always involves his answer, multiplication. It will never just be about you and what you're believing for. It's always about multiplication. So that it will go outside of our borders. It will go beyond who we are. So let's talk about embracing the promise, holding fast. We see it through lots and lots of characters in the Bible. Abraham believed God. He embraced the promise. He embraced a dream. He was called the father of faith. It's Mother's Day and I'm talking about fathers. It's all right. I've got some mothers chucked in here as well. (laughs) Um, He faced colossal challenges, huge circumstances, family problems, death of his father and his nephew. There was jealousy. There was strife. Does any of it ring a chord? Have any of us got a few things like that going on in our lives, yeah? He faced problem after problem after problem. And um, there was a famine in the land, and we know that they wanted a child. And there were so many things going on. Hold fast. That phrase is taken from a Greek word called katecho, K-A-T-E-C-H-O. And it carries the idea of something coming downward, right? And it's, it comes down and it's overpowering, yeah? So that's the first part of the word. The second part of the word is echo, and it simply means I have. And it carries the idea of possession. It's a picture of someone searching for something and after years of seeking and searching, he finds the object of his dreams. And with joy, he runs to seize it. He embraces it, wraps his arms around it and holds it down, yeah? Making it his very own. That's what we've got to do with the promises of God. We've got to receive it from him Because if your promise hasn't come from him, then it's not a promise. Okay? Once you know your promise is from him, you receive it. It comes downward. Yeah? I've got to hold it. I've got to grasp it. I've got to work with it. I've I've got to study the word. I've got to pray. I've got to believe. I've got to do all those things in the journey. But I've received the promise. It's come down from heaven above. And it's come to me. And now I've got to make sure it's planted in my heart. Yeah? 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 And when it's planted in my heart, I embrace it. And nothing or no one... Is going to take that promise from me. No enemy of my soul, no words that other people may speak over me, nothing can take it away because I now have believed the promise. It's come downward from God to my heart. It's in here. I'm feeding it on the word of truth. I'm feeding it on the word of life. I'm feeding it Every moment I get on what the word says, I'm finding about how others walked it. I'm finding out how they believed it. I'm listening to words of life. I'm listening to words of truth. So I've got it deep in my heart. And now I'm in a place to embrace it. And embracing it, I'm holding it tight. I'm having a bear hug. Yeah? And I'm not letting it go. That's holding fast, the promise. That's holding fast the promise. Embrace something. Tightly hold it down and take you, take control. God gives it. Yeah? It's first of all come downward. Yeah? But you take control now. You take control. 
even sitting on it so it's not going to slip away. I was going to do that to somebody and I thought probably I'll crush them. So <laughs> you just got to have the picture. Hold fast is such a strong word. It actually is translated suppress. Yeah? I keep encouraging Wednesday night's people not just to read the word as it is, but go and look it up in different versions. Look it up in the Greek. Because often the Greek meaning of the word is changed. Because our English language doesn't do it justice very often. And it's got a, very often it can even mean something a bit different or not as we thought it. So wrap your arms around the promise. Never stop believing and pursuing your dream until it comes to pass. It took a while for Abraham and Sarah, but they refused to let go. So then the next word is, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. In the Hebrew, the word confession is, is I can't say it, H-O-M-O-L-O-G-I-A, homologia. Homo, again, it's broken into two parts. Homo means one of the very same kind. And logio or logos is the Greek word for words. If you're reading a book, um, maybe a, a, especially a Christian book, and you come in line and you come in agreement with that which you're reading um, with the author, you start to align your thinking and your beliefs, don't you, with that author. So it is with the word of God. God, you see, the word's in my heart, but now I've got to get my mind, Yeah? I've got to get my mind to believe what my heart's believing. So I've got to understand. And isn't it wonderful? You know, how many times have we read, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, but see what it really means. And it's given us instruction on how to walk with a promise, how to be with that promise. And so it's a picture of someone who's got the word of God in his heart and is coming to agreement or alignment with what God says, which is why we need to read the word. Yeah? yeah? It's why we need to feed ourselves on the word of truth so that our hearts and our minds come in alignment with the downward word that we've received from God himself. Yeah. Yeah. That person then sees it like God sees it. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Amen, Lila. Yeah. <laughs> See, bring them into the atmosphere and they'll catch them. And I'm not sure what she said yeah to, but we'll take it was to me, Chloe. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. So are you getting it? It's got to come into your heart, but all in this same one verse. It's talking how we've got to hold fast to it by actually reading the word so that our very thinking comes in line with what God has said. That we're hearing it like God says, that we're feeling it like God says. Yeah? And the heart and the mind of the person has become unified. Yeah? It's, it's come together. So no longer then is our heart saying, well, I believe this, but my mind saying, oh, but I'm doubting that. Oh, I don't believe that. Oh, that was a bad report. So how can it ever be? You'll understand when you are in faith for the miraculous that you will get bad reports. You will get things come against. You will get things that will stand in your way. You will hear again and again and again things. And unless you've got the downward word of God and the promise that is in your heart and your mind is being renewed and it's in alignment with what God says about that promise for you, then you will buckle. It's the truth. I've buckled in my life. But I've also buckled up and seen God move. Yeah? Yeah? Do you see the importance of what we're reading? You see, we think sometimes that when God makes a promise that that's it, okay, you've made the promise, God. I don't know what day it's coming, but you've made it, Lord. No. He actively wants us involved. Do you know why? Because he's more interested in changing our hearts, in bringing us in line with him, and in, in us understanding his loveliness and his goodness. And I want to tell you that there are people in this house that um, I feel so proud of at the moment. I'm allowed to feel proud. I'm a mummy. And you keep calling me the mummy of the house, so I'm even allowed to do that. 
I'm so proud of how they're walking their promises out. Because some of what I'm bringing you this morning, and I've seen in people, I've seen God doing something beautiful, something amazing, something wonderful that many of us won't even know about. But sometimes I've had a glimpse and I'm proud of a people here that are walking out their promises. So we're united with God. So then, when we open our mouth and confess God's word, his confession in our mouth is no longer powerless. We've all done it, haven't we? We've all repeated a promise parrot fashion. I know the difference. Perhaps you don't, but I do. I know. I know when that promise in my mouth has got power, and I know when it hasn't. I know when I'm just saying it because it's, seems the right thing to say. But I want to tell you, if you want to see the miraculous, then you've got to know that that confession in your mouth that has come down from God and is now sitting in your heart, yeah? And you have come in alignment with God in his word that when you declare something and when you speak something, you are speaking as God. Cool, that's a bit, isn't it? No, that's what it means. As God. As God into the atmosphere, into the situation. That is what it means when I come in line with his word. It carries that idea, carries, I'll put it in a sentence. Let us come into agreement with God and then begin to speak what he says, holding tightly to what we confess and refusing to let anyone take it away from me. Amen. Stand up if you want to do that this morning in your life. Just stand on your feet, if that's you. Yeah. 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 But do you notice this morning, I haven't mentioned the enemy once. With my hands lifted up and my heart filled with praise. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. I've not mentioned the problem once. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise. I mention my God loads with a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. Amen. Real confessions are made from words that God has planted in our hearts. And I have chosen to come in line with through his word, through his teachings, through direction from leaders and faith-filled people around me. I've chosen. I've chosen. It must come from the heart before it can come out of the mouth. You can sit back down. We choose to believe what God says. We pick up our Bibles and we all of a sudden become serious. There's nothing like wanting God to answer your prayer to make you become serious with what God says in his word. Yeah? We, come, we become serious with what he has to say as we meditate and renew our minds until in the end it's heartfelt conviction. Heartfelt conviction that causes us to keep speaking and declaring. We don't mutter empty words. 
They're not parrot fashion anymore because someone else has spoken it. Yeah? And we've all been there. We've all done that. But God wants you so much to have that word so birthed in your heart. Yeah? And it will change the very fabric of who you are. It will change you. It will change you and you will see him because you will at that moment understand that it is only he that can perform that word. But you will come to understand him in all his beauty. You will worship him like you've never worshipped him before because I want to tell you in the place of brokenness, in the place where dreams have not worked out or they're not coming to pass, in the place of a promise that we're still holding on to, we go two ways. We we become bitter or we become better. And only Jesus can make us better. He is holy. He's the promiser. It's he. It's he. And because it's Mother's Day, I don't know where I am here. I'm all over the place. (laughs) I'm not having a very good morning, am I? Um, Yeah, I am. Yes, I am, Helen. (laughs) Amen. Come with me to 2 Timothy, because I want to encourage your hearts about the promise still. 2 Timothy, and it's... um, It is 2 Timothy, yeah. And this is about Timothy. (laughs) 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. As without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded it is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. Amen. He's put that promise. with. You see, Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, and Timothy was a young man, and he was in... You know, we have mountain after mountain facing him in his life. Nero was the emperor, and if you've you've read anything about the Roman um, Empire, it was a tyrannical rule. Believers were persecuted, and they were dying for their faith, and Timothy must have been so tempted to fear for his life, for his future. He must have thought, will God be faithful to me in this? But Paul reminded Timothy is something really important. And what he said is, faithfulness is part of your family's heritage. Now, you may not have had people go before you in the faith, but if you're part of this church, you're part of a heritage of faith. Some of us have the blessing of having godly mothers, godly grandmothers, yeah? Yeah. And and that blessing is, is wonderful in our, in our lives because, you see, what Paul said to Timothy, look, your grandma trusted me, your mother trusted me, and the Lord never failed them. Yeah? Yeah? We've got a heritage in God. Look around this people in this room that some of these older people have trusted God and God has not failed. They've remained consistent. Yeah? In trial and out of trial, there are people in this midst who have continued to say God is faithful in spite of. There's a heritage here in this house. And Paul took the opportunity to remind Timothy that his grandparents, or his grandmother and his mother have never failed him. And God wasn't going to fail him. You see, there's something else about this, you see. In... um, in Hebrews, and that's, and we talked a little bit about this on Wednesday night, about remembering. 
There's something in our Christian walk that's so important about remembering. It's to recollect memories carries the idea of playing those memories over in your mind. So you're facing a mountain today. Then think back to when God delivered you from a mountain back there. And the same God is not going to leave you today. The same God who delivered you back there or did something in your family or did something for you personally, whatever, he is not going to leave you today. The same God is here today. It's the same God. Amen. We sing it, don't we? The same God. There's a heritage in this house. Some of you have a heritage in your families. You've had godly mother and a godly um, grandmother who have prayed for you. But I want to tell you, we have prayed for you in this house. We have asked God in this house, yeah, that you won't fail, that you'll make it, that you will come through. And you are coming through. And the word there is Anna Mimnesco. Anna means again and again. Put it on repeat. Yeah? To be reminded of something that you know when God moved. To regather, to recollect memories. Hit that rewind button. Some memories we should never forget. Some, Some things we're told to forget the past, forget the things. But some memories we're not meant to forget. We're meant to hold because they're precious and they are examples to you and me of God healing us, of God's faithfulness. You see, what it does, and I've been trying to do this this morning, we've got to take our eyes off our troubles. You see, we recount our troubles, we recount our difficulties, we recount those health situations more easily than we do the promises of God. And I'm not saying that those problems aren't real. They are, and I understand that. But we've got to, if we read the word, it will teach you. If we take our eyes off those troubles or that present crisis, and remember God's delivering, rescuing power, then I want to tell you this breakthrough. There is breakthrough. There is breakthrough. And it's not mind over matter. It's my choosing God over what is the matter. Hey, that was good, wasn't it? (laughs) I didn't write that down anywhere. I can't remember what I said, no. (laughs) It's not mind over matter. What did I say? Choosing God over what is the matter. It's choosing God over what is the matter. That's really good. Write it down, Alison, because I'll forget it else. Could you be my PA? Because you're heck of a good. I'm expensive. Yeah, you're expensive. Oh, it's all right. Rob's got the money. That was really good, that, wasn't it? That must have been. I can't even remember it. <laughs> okay. So we don't want to ever forget what God's done for you. He is faithful. You know, I look around this room this morning and I see a room full of God's faithfulness. Yeah. I see all of you and all your loveliness. And I see a room full of God's faithfulness to you. He is amazing. These memories are powerful and they are what stir. It went on to say, didn't it? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And back up a little bit, stir it up. Some things you see we've got to do for ourselves. God didn't say, I'm going to stir it up for you. You stir it up. Yeah? Stir it up. Well, I went backwards then. So I really don't know where I am now. Um, Okay. I talked about the confession, didn't I? Um, Real confessions, born in our heart from God. Yeah, amen. So we're coming to the end. So, oh, <laughs> well, good, just as well we are, just all the time. Okay, another little picture that, to help our faith this morning. Um, and it's the story of Elizabeth and Mary. They were two chosen ones to carry significant male children. John the Baptist was going to be the, fore, is, was the forerunner to Jesus 
and Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, two women with two different experiences, yet their lives became intertwined. You see, Elizabeth was an older woman, and she had suffered some deep disappointment in her life through barrenness and through many other situations. She struggled. She saw the death of her dreams, yet her and Zachariah were righteous before God. And Elizabeth served through her grief. She served through her disappointment. She remained steadfast. Don't worry, it's all right. We don't mind. She served through grief. She served through disappointment. She served through unanswered prayer. She remained steadfast. Go back to hold fast the confession of your faith. There's got to be a consistency. There's got to be a steadfastness. And and I'm not saying just on a good day. We have to be people that are seen, walking through trials, steadfast. Walking through grief, looking to him. Walking through trials, knowing the one who will redeem us and bring deliverance in every situation. Elizabeth was such a woman. You see, both women carried miracles. But both carried the pain of unanswered questions. You can't touch the miraculous without addressing the unknown. You know, miracles are only necessary when everything else has been tried and worked. Yeah? Yeah. Everything else has been tried and worked. Then it's a miracle. We, We all carry a bit of Mary and a bit of Elizabeth in us. And just as they needed each other, we need each other. And I want to tell you this morning... There will always be, while we are waiting on a promise, we're waiting to see God move in a miraculous way, there will always be a season of silence. Deliberately, on God's part. Because you see, what we will do with the silence is what's making and molding us, forming our character. Will we still worship him through the silence? How many times have I heard it? Well, God's not speaking to me. No, no. Lots of times he doesn't. Lots and lots of times he does not speak. We don't hear him. I want to tell you, you'll learn more about God in the silence than you ever will. In the clang and the loudness and the busyness of life. If I'm totally honest, it's been in the silence that I've worshipped my God the most. It's been in the silence of disappointments and despair that I've come to know him. I'd like to say it's been in the answer of the miracle, but it's always in the journey. Because you see, there is something about worshiping God from a place of brokenness that is freeing. As he overtakes every part of me, He's beautiful to me. And that's personal and that's hard and that is hidden and it's meant to be. Because you see, God wants us to see his holiness. And I tell you, on a journey of a promise, there will be much repentance. There will be much tears. There will be much, oh God, my attitude's so out of line here in this. I've got to come to you and I've got to, I've got to receive from you. I've got to quieten my heart because it's in quietness and trust that my strength is found. Believe it or not, I can walk through seasons and not open my mouth more often than you would know. More often than you would know. When God doesn't give me permission to say something. 
but he wants me to wait in the silence. Because he's teaching my heart to trust him. He's teaching my heart to understand his ways just a bit more. He's teaching my heart to realize that he is my God. He performs a deep work in our soul in the darkest of places. Not on the mountaintop, but he's so gracious that he doesn't leave us in those hard places. He brings us to the mountaintop because we'd never survive otherwise, would we? My hearing becomes more sensitive in the time of silence. Not my hearing towards the things around me, but my hearing towards my living God. In the time of hiddenness and in the time of of not understanding, of not knowing, very often in the season of disappointment, wondering why God isn't moving, I hear his voice. Sometimes it's very still, always through his word. But there's a settling in my spirit it says you can do this whens you can do this and something else I've understood in the quiet hidden times is I'm more likely to obey what God is saying because he looks for our obedience yeah God is at work in the hiddenness and in the silence we learn to hear him It's a place of exploring, it's a place of questions, and sometimes it will be a place of answers, but not always. He is faithful. He is faithful, who promised. And I want you to remember that today, whether you're a mum or whether you're a dad, whether you're neither, you are his child. And he says to you today, don't give up. Don't give up. And you know, sometimes when we say we can't take any more, all right, we can't take another step, actually, we'll be surprised how much strength we have got. I've learned that in my life. It's true. We think we can't take another step, we can't do another thing, but actually there is a whole lot of us there. But God is saying, I don't want you to take another step in you. I want you to put your hand in mine. And we'll take this step together. We'll move forward together in this. Because I've got you. And I am faithful to you. I want to tell you he's raising a supernatural generation. And I want to tell you something else. That living a life of faith, and I'm going to close on this, is all about never knowing where you're going. It's the truth. That's living a life of faith. Never knowing where you're going. Never knowing what God's going to ask of you next. But it does mean loving and knowing the one who is leading you. Amen? Amen. It does mean loving and knowing the one who is leading you. Do you know, and the other thing I want to say to you is literally a life of faith. Faith is rooted in the knowledge of a person. And a life of faith is not a life of one glorious mountaintop experience after another, but it's day-to-day consistency. Day-to-day-to-day-to-day. Every day, come what may, through the pain, through the drudgery, through the difficult times, through the same-o-same-o. It is a walking, 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 walking. There's no let up. We keep walking it. It's a faith that's been tried and proved. And it stood the test. Hands up if your faith has stood the test this morning. Yeah? And it will again. And it will again. It's a life that's been built and is built on the true and living God. Amen. Let's just stand together this morning. Let's bless his name. We're going to thank you, Lord. Doesn't mean we're ignoring any difficulty. It doesn't mean we're ignoring any mountain. Because I know this morning that there are mountains in this place. I know that for those on screen, there are 
facing mountains. But I want to tell you that your God is able. The question this morning is, are you able? In him, yeah. But are you able? Are you willing to be able with all the things that I've said to you this morning? Yeah? Because it's our challenge. Otherwise, we're speaking words like parrot fashion. Yeah? It's got to become your message. Yeah? It's got to become the message. It's got to become who you are. And I want to tell you, the saved and the unsaved will know it. They will know it. They will know it. Yeah? They will know that your God is faithful. They, they will know that your God is living. They will know that your God is able because they will see on you the spirit of the living God who is supporting you, who is helping you, who is guiding you, who is leading you, who is making a way. He's our testimony. Lord, I pray this morning that in these days of great difficulty, we will know your supernatural. We will know your supernatural in every area of our lives, every part of our family's lives, Lord, every part of what we are living and walking through, every challenge, every difficulty. We will know you, Lord God, the God of the supernatural, the promiser, the promiser who is able Father, I pray this morning for this people that they'll know your grace and they will know your goodness and they will know your faithfulness. Amen. 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 Amen.